Good afternoon, Jokers. Welcome, Sister Cynthia Evans, to Dope or Joke Podcast. Guys, we have an exciting, exciting episode. We have Sister Cent on to talk to us about things that we need to do, things that we don't necessarily do right, how to get it right, her testimony on how she got it right, and how she's on the Lord's side, not the other side, but the Lord's side. So I'm so excited to hear from Sister Cent and to hear from feedback from you guys, my jokers, about what you think. This is my first interview, and I'm so happy to say that my older sister is gonna be my number one person. So let's rewind that thing. Um, Let's talk about the song from last week I told you guys about. I was gonna review it. It's Jason Nelson's Forever. Oh my gosh, love the song. Been playing it ever since I told you guys I was gonna review it. Um, it's a really nice song, so I'm gonna play it for you guys. I want you to tell me what you think about it. Drop it in those comments, please. Again, this is forever. So after that song, forever, I think it's a great time to break away and bring on our guest, our dope guest of the day. Cynthia Evans. Good afternoon. How you doing, Sister Scent? Hello. So welcome to Dope or Joke Podcast. We were talking about earlier, we were talking about the whole Sister Scent thing. Can you explain how that makes you feel? I mean, well, for myself, I don't consider a title. I mean, I wasn't born Sister Cent. My name is Cynthia, and that's what my mom named me. I'm not really big into the title thing. I love that, too. I love that because when I was making this up, I was like, what should I call her? Because you know you're my sister, too. So it's right. really weird. So I was like, Sister Cent. You know, that's what we was raised. That's how you raised when you raised in the church. You raised to add a title on. So I like the fact that you willing to make a stand and stand alone saying that the titles aren't important to you. It's really about God, right? Is that all right? So I wanted to talk to you a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry, you had something? No, I was just saying so many people these days uh have titles and making up titles and they're not standing behind them and they're not doing nothing with them. So that's just why I'm absolutely people, the meek and the humble people like yourself you don't want one. I find that very humbling. So we're going to proceed on. I, I really got some questions to ask you. It's not going to be long. We are at a minute and a half right now. But I really want to know, you know, just being your sibling, like what made you want to get saved and what was that final straw like I'm doing it today? Like what's your story to you actually giving your life to Christ? And then why is it so much better on that side? Well, just a brief synopsis of the whole situation is, um, I mean, we was raised in the church, of course. So um, in my mind, my foundation always been that I was going to get saved. I mean, that's always been in the back of my mind, regardless what I was doing, drinking, smoking, sex before marriage, uh, anything I could think of doing, lying, all of that. I think uh, that's always been in my back of my mind. I remember me and my cousin, you know, Mimi used to be in the club some nights and be like, you know, what if Jesus came back right now? We're going to go, we're going to go to hell. 
And, you know, it, it's not funny, but we would say that and we would seriously be like, God, we got to get right in the right. midst of the club. So, like, that's always been in my mind to, you know, get saved. So I, it never left me. I don't care what crazy things I was doing. It's still always been like how we all have goals in life or what we want to achieve. That was one of my achievements that I always wanted to do. Um, I, I would say the breaking point was um, my testimony is I was on my school bus and uh, like before that moment, though, uh, just briefly before that moment, I, I remember just feeling that it was the time. And I, I started I said to myself, I said, I'm not going to tell nobody I got saved. I want somebody to just see it. And once somebody see it and say something, then I recognize it and I say, you know, yeah. But yeah. I was like, God, I just want somebody to see a difference in me. So um, I remember on my school bus one day, I had dropped my last student uh, off and it just came over me. God was just like, it was now. You need to do it now. And it felt like this experience, like, okay, if I didn't do it, would I die? I don't know. It just felt like I had to. Right. Um, and I remember in our little town, you know, uh, close by, we had, uh, what it called, uh, I don't forgot, some type of festival go on doing, um, I don't forgot what it's called, but we had some type of festival going on that I used to always go to every year, get drunk and chill out with my friends. And I was like, oh, this is not a good Yeah, time. I know what you talk, Tom The Catfish Festival. Catfish Festival, okay. In Crescent City, Florida. And I was like, God, I got plans. I, I can't do it right now because of the Catfish Festival. And that thing just stuck to me. and was like, you're going to really not get saved because of the Catfish Festival. And I was <laughs> like, what if I came back right then and there and was like, you know what? This is it for you. And I go to hell for the Catfish Festival. Like, seriously? No. <laughs> so I was on my bus that day and I just literally started bawling out crying. I was crying and I was driving my bus, but nobody was on there but me. And I remember just surrendering and was just like, God, this is it. I surrender all. I, I'm getting saved right now. So I just went to through the repentance prayer real quick with, with me and myself on the bus. No pastor, no bishop, no nobody, but just what I knew. And I asked God to come into my life wow. and change me and to change me. And from that day forward, I, I got saved. So after that, I didn't tell nobody. And I remember being in the car with my daughter, my oldest daughter, and she told me, Constance. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. okay. And she told me, she was like, oh, can I ask you something? And I said, yeah. And she was like, you got saved? And I was like, what made you ask me that? And she was like, I something different about you. And I was like, oh, my God, this is my moment. I was like, I said to myself, like, I cannot believe this really happened the way I said so right. I said, I got saved. I, I got saved. I haven't told nobody. And so I, I said to myself after that, I told my husband I got saved. And he was like, you got saved? I said, yeah, it was the same daylight. And he was like, well, I'm going to get saved too. I'm getting saved today too. Wow. Both got saved the same day. It sounded like a, a, a joke or a movie, but it's- yeah, absolutely. It sounded like, sound like a movie uh, by Tom Perry. <laughs> uh, but about I Tom actually Perry. know you guys. Yeah, I actually know you guys, and I know it happened like that, which is which is really crazy because you don't hear that, but which is, is definitely a blessing. Right. So after that, I, I said I hadn't told my mom, and after that, I was like, okay, God, Sunday was coming up. I said, if they have testimony service on Sunday, I'm going to testify and tell the whole church I got saved. And I just said that really because no church normally have testimony service on a Sunday. 
Right. They like set it up so I wouldn't have to do it. They had testimony service on Sunday. <laughs> and it was the weirdest thing ever. I'm like, God, really? And I'm like, okay, you know, so I got up and testified. Church went crazy. And that was just boohoo cried. And it's just been an amazing ride. Now, if I could sit here and tell you everything being peaches and cream, no. But everything wasn't peaches and cream when I was in the world. So on That's this so side, I say it's better because I know where my end result is going to be, where I'm going to spend eternity. And I think that's the key to everybody that we take lightly these days because most people preach prosperity or they teach living a better life, empowerment, and they don't teach heaven and hell. And I think that's the key to this whole thing that Absolutely. if more people really heard about heaven and hell and know that it's real and if you believe in it, then you should know that it's something bigger and that we need to get right with God. So that's my thing that keeps me going and keeps me passionate about people's lives because people are dying daily and people have no care about heaven and hell. People are just, they go to church, they do the God stuff, but they really don't genuinely understand like your life, you have an ending at the end. It's not the end. It's right. a place that we're going to all open up our eyes after it's all said and done. And where is that place going to be for you? So that's my key that keeps me going and keeps me powered up to know I got family, I got sisters, I got brothers, I got nieces and nephews, I got people that need saving, I got strangers that needs to heal what other people, what they're not thinking about. And I think right, that's right. the way I come into play. I will say what most won't say. And I want to do it in a loving way, in a way that will catch their attention and in a way that will make you change your heart not in a oh you going to hell you oh know? yeah but it, but you know you do know that you're gonna come off offensive to somebody because of the god in you and people aren't oh, yeah. ready for that truth people don't and want what you're that. speaking yes but that's why i i said this the day when i was speaking i was like mama always taught us kill people with kindness right, once I, 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 I you know once i do tell you whatever god leads me to tell you i'm gonna love you and right. you know how people say this statement, you can love the hell out of people, which I don't like this oh, yeah. term, but you know, you can love people so much that they're like, okay, something is different about her. Oh, yeah. And and that's how I know it's real with you, because I know, like, hey, you know where I come from. we grew up in the same house. Right. So I did catch your message today, and I thought you did an amazing job, and not just because I'm your sister, it's because you're turning the focus onto what's going on in the church and how you guys can be better people um, on the outside or the inside, you know, trickling to the outside, you know, your message to give you overall your message was I took from it is what's, what's love got to do with it. And I loved it. I was in the kitchen. I was actually cooking. Cause you know, I can't cook, but I was cooking and I was listening. I was like, what? So I'm, I'm happy that your husband, Quentin, my brother-in-law recorded that. So I could get a piece of church today. But um, I really appreciate you being on it and telling that testimony. Do you have anything else you want to say to my jokers out there? Um, I would just say, you know, uh, we as Christians have to do a better job. And that was my thing today. The, the, the main thing is let's be better representatives of Christ. So it will make people want what you have. And that's what I want to display. And I want people to know just because you do get a bad representation of a company, of a Christian, whatever. Most people don't leave a company because they have a bad representation. 
they call back another representative, but you you normally stay with a company. So right. I just say find a and find God, whatever it may take for you, find him before it's too late. And know that God loves you. We love you. Christians love you. They might go about it the wrong way, but the real message is Christ is love. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And I I really want to tell you, like, I'm so proud of you. I really am genuinely happy and proud because I see the difference in your life. I see the passion behind your words. Like, I could feel them. And then I like to hear you speak. Now, I've been in a couple of your Sunday schools and me just seeing that whole what's love got to do with it. I like it because you're not, you know how preachers do that Jesse Jackson thing where they're making up words to sound important? Yeah. You don't do that. You're real and it, it, it's transparent. You can see right through it. And so I can really appreciate that. Thank you. That's what I, I try to keep being real, being transparent. That's what my thing. I think people respect right, well, when they can the Oh, yeah. Because you're an open book, right? That's what my right, mom always right. said. Yes, yeah, well, I love you and thank you for being on my very first um, interview came with you. I'm so in awe of you. I'm really proud of you. I'm going to call you right when I finish this segment up. Thank you so much. All right. Love you. Thank you. All right, love you too. Bye. All right, guys. Hopefully you like that song forever. Let's go right on into the gospel albums of the week from the Billboard charts. Number one is Aretha Franklin. It's her gospel greats. So it's probably like Amazing Grace. It's stuff that she's known for. Um, so Amazing Grace, I know, is one off the top of my head is really big. Um, Mary, Don't You Weep. Martha, Don't You uh, Moan. That song, you know, I think those songs did a lot for her career. Those are like outstanding songs by Miss Aretha, Auntie Aretha Franklin. Number two is going to be Tasha Cobb. Heart, Passion, and Pursuit. Awesome singer, awesome album, awesome song. Number three is going to be Amazing Grace, the complete recordings of Aretha Franklin. So Aretha, auntie is number one and she's number three. So she's still trending, which is a good thing. Hopefully it helps her family out. Hopefully it helps her fans because she had a lot of fans kind of get through this tough time of, you know, actually losing her. Number four is Choirology. I've never heard of them. It's by Demetrius West and Jesus Promoters. Jesus, I just like to say that, but Jesus Promoters. Um, so I've never heard of them, so I need to go back and do my homework. And then, in which I will, I will review it again on next Sunday's podcast. Number five is going to be Unstoppable by Karen Hartone. So I mentioned to you guys last week that she was amazing. The song was amazing. So I'm happy to see that she's still on the charts and she's still trending. Number six is going to be a playlist. And it is the very best of Marvin Sapp, which you guys know he's one of my favorites. He is the the most favorite right now and has been for like the last three years. I think he's amazing with the death of his wife and how he persevered all these different things. Um, his walk with God, his testimony, his praise, his worship, everything about this guy. I dig. I love him. I think he's dope. Number seven is going to be Make Room. It is by Jonathan McReynolds. He was actually on the charts last week, too, if you guys can remember. So big ups to Jonathan Reynolds, McReynolds. Um, number eight is The Hill by Travis Green. I will never forget when this album was super hot. 
um, I was in Charlotte at the time with my job. I was there for about six months. And I tell you, I played this album and just like was in my own zone, in my own worship and praise and just thanking God for his many blessings. Uh, almost every morning on my way from my hotel to downtown uh, Charlotte and this album will meet you where you are. There is not a song on here that you're not going to feel something by. So big ups to Travis Green. Thank you for being great. His testimony is on the album. If you guys haven't heard it, you sleep. Again, Travis Green is dope. Number nine is going to be the very best of Fred Hammond. If you don't know who Fred Hammond is, you are sleeping. This guy comes from Commission, a group that we grew up on. And if you had a mom like me, but she came, like, if she liked the song, if she had some type of attachment to a song, we heard it like 50,000 times. She would flip the cassette over, <laughs> then flip it back because the song wasn't, uh, it wasn't taped enough on one side. So we taped it on the other side so fred hammond has served and commission has served a lot of my childhood memories with my brothers and my sisters so um it's good to see him on the charts at number nine number 10 is open heaven um this is called the miranda experience i've never heard of it um yes i have heard of it i have heard of it and it's really good I have heard of it and it's really good. It's definitely an experience. This is by Miranda Curtis. Keep doing your thing. I want to say she's a new artist, but then again, I'm not up, 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 up on my gospel music. Um, hopefully I'll get there, but um, this is just bringing me into what's hot, what's not, what's dope, and what's a joke. Um, so thank God for the Miranda experience because I have experienced a lot through her. And I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in today on episode seven of Dope or Joke. Um, hopefully we'll see you next Sunday. A shout out to Miss Cynthia Evans. Can't say sister. Cynthia Evans um, for being here today. We really appreciate you. Thank you.